0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Starving Writers Guild Podcast. I'm your host, MC. It is a pleasure to see you all again. Well, (laughs) of course, I screw up at the very beginning because that's just who I am. It's been a three-month break since I've recorded anything. Of course, the last thing I recorded was an announcement that there would be more episodes soon. (laughs) And as we all see, that did not occur. So I do apologize for that, uh, for the schedule slip. I uh, did have a good time at HeroCon, unfortunately we didn't sell as much as we had planned on, but overall it wasn't a total failure, I'd give it that, but as far as, well, why haven't you recorded anything, well, simply put, I am back in school. I am now in the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in my first year. Uh, right now I'm just working on an MDiv in church. Uh, excuse me, Christian ministry. Uh, that may change a little later on. I'm not exactly sure why, oh, excuse me, what I'm supposed to be doing. I just know that I'm supposed to be here, and I'm just attempting to be faithful in that. So that's been the main reason why I haven't uh, recorded anything, was just getting back in the swing of things in school. Uh, I'm in a dorm right now, so if there is any background noise, you hear that little, that whirring sound, that's because that is the air conditioning unit that is, of course, located right outside my dorm room. So i will do my best to try and isolate that and get rid of it but once again i have uh, never really been an audio person as far as editing and all that so if that bothers you and you don't want to deal with it i totally understand i would not be upset if you just said well this guy's a flake he hasn't done anything he said he would and i'm just going to stop listening to the podcast and you know what i appreciate that like I, I hope you find someone better but as far as everyone else who's staying Here's what we're going to be doing we're going to revamp the podcast yet again well, imagine that <laughs> so uh, historically in the past um we have uh, covered issues and shonen jump and a couple of other manga that i've been following and i'm still going to talk about them uh, in these episodes uh, to an extent just not as much as i would have before because Frankly, it is a lot of work, a lot of prep time that I do not have anymore, uh, and it was really kind of killing my appreciation for some of the stuff I was reading. Uh, and, you know, Thank God I haven't even had the cover uh, Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> these past couple months, because that has been a wild ride that I have understood maybe about half of what has been said. So like I said, I will discuss what has happened in the manga I'm reading. I'll still bring up the anime I'm watching. But uh, I will no longer be doing the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, the review segment of the show where I go you know chapter by chapter through the Shonen Jump I've read that week. Um, as far as release schedule goes, we there is no release schedule except when I have the time to do it. So these episodes come out when they come out so one of the things that was really killing me as well was like i just didn't keep to a strict schedule i want to let, i'm letting everyone down and just finally realized like you know what i don't have the other things other people have for podcasting i don't have you know a really talented team of editors who can just in a moment's notice start editing a podcast and have it released in an hour <laughs> i mean i'm very grateful at all that john has done but i mean i've hyped him up enough the man has his own life he has his own things he needs to do so i cannot force him to keep doing something that takes him away from that so i will do my best a long time to learn how to edit as best as possible if any of you would like to volunteer uh, i am more than happy to hear that i mean obviously i'm a seminary student right now so i have no money to help you so if that's something you feel like you would like to do please reach out to us uh, on twitter At the Starving Writers Guild Podcast uh, uh, Twitter. I'd be more than welcome. So, as far as everything else is concerned, uh, comics-wise, I do plan to release a bulky episode uh, about the comics I had been reading a while back. Uh, Some of them I've dropped along the way. But I do plan at some point in time to get all this done get caught up and then hopefully hopefully being an no operative word here uh bi-weekly you know discussing the comics i've read yeah you know, having an episode recorded for that uh, but we shall see as we have seen in the past plans don't exist <laughs> except to be broken and destroyed no plan survives contact with the enemy as uh, good old sun tzu once said so that's that as far as comics are concerned now on to how we are changing up the podcast itself when it comes to the anime and manga side well i did say that we're no longer doing you know the the weekly bi-weekly uh, manga segment outside of me talking a little bit about it i might do it this episode i still haven't decided because we do need to get into a more stricter structure as far as what i'm doing so what am i doing well One of the things I decided to do over these past couple of days, just out of fun, you know, when I had nothing else to do, because I had assembled a couple of months ago my top ten anime. And that was a intense struggle because of the fact that I just had to cut things out of the top ten. And it was killing me. It's like, well, I, I want people to know I like this as well, but you know, there's only 10 slots for a reason. You can't have a top 10 and then have, you know, a little asterisk that says also 35. <laughs> and that's not what we want. But I did. I narrowed it down into top 10 uh, due to something I am watching at the moment that is being usurped and is changing. But I decided to do a top 100, which was an insane ordeal, and I do not wish that on anyone, (laughs) because even with 100 spots, I still struggled to pare it down. You would think, you know, surely, you know, after about 75 or 80, it'd be, well, I'm just putting this on the list to have 100 anime, (laughs) and the answer you will find was most certainly wrong, because as we will discuss later on in this episode uh, there were plenty i had to cut for various reasons from that top 100 list um, so that's where we're at so as far as everything else goes the manga i have been reading recently so i'm just going to go off of the um, so uh, normally we go in alphabetical order, but I'm going through the Manga Plus app right now just to like refresh my mind. I don't have the chapters out in front of me. I'm just going to be going series by series. So, uh, Monster Number Eight, excuse me, Kaiju Number Eight is what it should be. Uh, is the number one on here for some reason? I think because Number Eight, the the hashtag gets in the way. Maybe who knows? But as far as that's concerned, uh, it is gotten even better. The the whole uh, with and sorry, names, it's been so long since so I've looked at them. Uh, Akikuru and her dad, his sacrifice was amazing. Um, and then being absorbed by number nine, or was it ten? <laughs> like I said, it's been so long since I've had to write stuff down, I've forgotten names. But uh, it's good to see Kafka starting to reinvigorate himself, learning you know just how far he needs to go to actually be successful in this journey. Uh, to become I almost said the wizard king that's way wrong (laughs) (laughs) to become this kaiju slaying machine he wants to be oh my gosh now there's something I would like to say I, I did like I had said like drop a couple of the series I was following and there are others I do like read and appreciate but like it's just if I had to discuss them it would just take even more joy out of it And this is definitely one of them. I wish I had a co-host who I could bounce ideas off of and discuss things. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Akane Banashi. It is stellar. But if you had me explaining it week to week, bi-weekly, how it ended up being what was going on, I'd go insane. Because, I mean, well, she did good. And I liked when she said stuff. And that's just not riveting. I mean... You can already argue this isn't riveting to begin with <laughs> but here we are so uh, unless i get a co-host one day i'm just not going to bring stuff up like that you know as uh, as time goes on but unfortunately we did also lose a couple of manga in the process here uh, some of them i'm more miffed about than others uh, yashima would be one of those uh it, it's just didn't seem to catch an audience in Japan uh, the way it was in America. Um, you would think after the uh, Raku hype that came out that uh, uh, Kaku-sensei would have a lot of, you know, hype. I think I said that already, but around his work, but for whatever reason, just didn't catch on. It was okay overall. I didn't really have too much of a, an overall love for But it was always enjoyable. You know, Maruo wasn't the most interesting protagonist in the world. Uh, It's just one of those... uh, It was, like, side characters weren't very interesting. Of course, Urado was very interesting. Uh, There's that word again, that dreaded interesting word. It's been how many months and I still can't get away with it? (laughs) But uh, the concept of the Yashiman, you know, being made out of money and... You know, after spending so many years they can come back to life so there's no really like permanently killing one it was such a cool concept there uh but uh, just in the end it fell flat so i'm sad to see it go but that's just how shonen jump works but onto a more successful series uh that had a time skip <laughs> as far as allowing tabata sensei more time to recover and in that time i recorded next to nothing <laughs> so at least one of us was being productive black clover came back like a nuclear bomb with excitement uh so obviously for anyone who's new we always discuss spoilers here so uh, if it's a series you really like and you hear me say the name just skip forward like a couple minutes ahead that way you know you don't lose anything uh spoiler wise but you know asta's return and then julius uh being part of a union with uh lucius now so i'm forgetting my names but uh, revealing this has all been a giant plan of his i cannot remember the last episode i had recorded and discussed this because like there were all those things happening uh with the the triad where they were always flipping back to this clock um in the clover kingdom it's like what's that going on and there had been a lot of speculation. I think I may have said it on the podcast at one point in time if that episode that got recorded was released. Who knows? <laughs> you would think I'd understand, but I forget what I've done after six or so months. But anyways, uh, of, what did that mean? It was the speculation. Well, uh, Julius has time magic. Well, what if he is aligned with the devil in some way and that's what's going on? And it turns out we were right. When it came to that, and he just wiped the floor with Asta. Of course, using Sister Lily as a means to get rid of him, which just adds on to the pain and anguish for you know uh, poor Noel and Mimosa, who had to watch that happen. The captains are coming in to fight Julius now. while Lucius, and obviously Asta isn't dead. I think. Um, you know, he got teleported away somewhere, and it looked like he was erased. And I think that maybe it's because there's a little bit of Sister Lily still inside of this uh, soul change, a magic form that uh, Lucius put her in, and she decided to make it look like he was uh, killed when, in actuality, she teleported him away. I think actually he got teleported. It, this would be really fun, if uh, where the heck was that? Where did Yami come from? it was obvious like japan like a rising sun or something like that that would be a lot of fun because that way we could introduce that side of the world uh you know our people more like yami there because he's such an outsider in the clover kingdom and, and stuff like that so there's that black clover has improved immensely i'm really enjoying it where it's at i'm ready for more of it now onto blue box blue box um I'm a little mixed on where thing's going, and it looks like I'm not the only one. Blue Box has done a good job of building up Taiki and Shinatsu's friendship with each other, which is the way I prefer my romances to go. Uh, if we're discussing them, I'd rather them be friends first, and then we can worry about you no, know, like going out together, stuff like that. And I had a really nice moment in there where they were, of course, forced to stay at a hotel one night, it's just the sweetest thing taiki fell asleep and shinatsu was just like mimicking him you know rolling her head as he would roll his head and like as he would drool it was just like one of the cutest things you would ever seen and then we go into of course the uh what's the uh what's the cliche ah the school festival arc Uh, of course taiki is uh they're they're doing a play of snow white and Hina is going to play Snow White, and of course the actor for uh, Prince Charming does not make it into the play, so who should play Prince Charming but Taiki? And of course we have the love triangle there, which not really, it's more like Taiki towards Chinatsu, Chinatsu towards him and Hina towards Taiki, but him not back towards her. I just think for as good as Blue Box has been, it's relying on cliches like that to, I guess, increase chapter amounts or something like that. Who knows um, The fallout of it though has actually been Okay in how they've handled It like uh, we do have A confession from Shinatsu talking to Karin uh, that she, there Is a boy that she does like and it's Fairly obvious that it's Taiki But we'll see How long they just hold their their hands onto that which of course will take Us to our next manga which <laughs> Even after all this Time I can't stop laughing uh, Boruto Wow, this series has lost its mind. <laughs> with with code and Ida and Damien and the retcon about his ability and the motto <laughs> I'd being taken away because of course she's trying to find a way to Get a freak on with Kawaki, who is younger than her, and all those wonderful things. And the last chapter was, uh, as far as uh, Hinata has had a really bad span in these Boruto chapters. Uh, in the anime, it's been, uh, there's a lot of work there, is what I'll say. But, ooh. Mm, uh, that picture of her in the last chapter was one of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> The Boruto is Boruto. It's Boruto tier for a reason. Uh, we'll move on to what I'm really excited about, and that is the return of Chainsaw Man with a vengeance. Asa is such an amazing new MC, a uh, 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 uh for Denji right now. There was speculation, was well, she going to be the only one there? And of course, well, Denji just came back with... <laughs> With, who else but himself uh, Who else could he be At the end of the day uh, The latest chapter that dropped uh, Talking with um, uh, was it Yoshida, the octopus devil guy I think And revealing the reason he's doing everything Is just so he can get chicks <laughs> Which is about as dingy as dingy gets So the the Using him and Asa as foils To each other has been A lot of fun, I've enjoyed her growth uh, That of uh, Yoru uh, the war devil uh, has taken over Asa has provided an interesting, you know, Naruto Kurama, uh, was, um, goodness gracious, um, how can I not remember? Oh, no, not Fushigoro. Yuji, goodness gracious, Yuji and Sukuna kind of situation there, the, the, the demon locked inside. Uh, and, you know, your protagonist is like, Asa's not like a goody two-shoes by any regard, but there's a heart in her, so, really enjoying what Fujimoto has done there. The man just can't miss. Then we go to another fallen son, that of Duran Dororan. which just ended this week. And a moment of silence, please, for poor Duran Dururoran. <laughs> it is one of those. As I was reading it, I was losing interest in it, especially when I was covering it in the podcast. I was just like, I want to be done with this so bad and after what, 36 chapters it ended i mean it's okay at best uh, every conflict was resolved with uh, dora and kusanagi just being like we can do it and it's like yeah we can and then it even kind of ended that way too so no great loss that durandoro run was gone i just it was fine uh i cannot remember if dr stone ended and I recorded an episode or not, so I'll discuss that ending briefly. Uh, just to say, uh, it was very rushed in my opinion. I wish we'd had more time with everyone. I don't know if uh, uh, Boichi and uh, Inugaki senseis I just wanted to move on to something else because I felt like we could have had more time to like establish character relationships, learn more about uh, the, the petrifying being... Uh, with this alien nanomachine that it caused it. But overall, I would say I enjoyed Dr. Stone, and in fact, I'll be mentioning it in my honorable mentions for my top 100 anime. Since it has ended, that's one of my criteria, is the manga and or the anime has to have ended. Moving on then to Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball a Black Frieza. <laughs> And the amount of memes that have come forth from Frieza's new form and just coming out of nowhere and saving Goku and Vegeta from gas. It's like, Frieza, Frieza apologizes for calling people monkeys. He has black ancestry. It's so dumb. Oh my gosh. It's just one of those, like, why is this happening? I mean, the the Gas-Granola fight it was fine. I, I would have preferred if Granola had won in the end, but then Frieza shows up out of nowhere and says, Well, of course, I, you would, I wouldn't I be seen as the strongest in this universe. I was training in another universe, which is interesting, mind you. Uh, I think he might be doing something with Universe 6, um, seeing as Frost has been erased. He's probably filling in a void there. I wouldn't be surprised, so that is something compelling. But then he's just like, yep, I'm here and I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> but not right now because we have to have a story in your week, and I want to have a proper fight and instead of being pragmatic. So that's that. Uh, Earth Child, I briefly talked about this on the show. I'm fairly certain uh, it lost its god dang mind. It's the ending next week, I think, if I remember that tweet correctly from uh, the unofficial Shonen Jump leaks. Uh, the less said about that, the better. Yes, of course, uh, if you wouldn't all mind a moment of silence, please, for the Hunter's Guild Red Hood. Thank you for your participation. <laughs> Which still still stings after all this time. It's just unfortunate. Now, Elusive Samurai, I- I've started to wane on my interest on in this as well. It's fine. I mean, it's better than fine, if I'm perfectly honest. But, like, learning these names week after week... Has killed my interest in it. Um, the The way the story is going, it's just kind of meandering right now. So I may mention it later on if, if there's a good chapter, I'll bring it up. Uh, which brings us to other news about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, the second part of part six dropped on Netflix, and I've watched all twelve episodes because Netflix's schedule sucks. And we could have been doing this weekly, but you know why? Why do that? They, Netflix just wants you to binge things. And normally I'd be fine with that if they put everything out at once, but we can't have nice things. Uh, It looks beautiful. It's great to see that part animated. In fact, I remember reading the manga for part six a couple years ago, and just feeling like uh, the Survivor uh, arc and all that kind of just dragged on for a bit, kind of killed my appreciation for part six after a bit but seeing it in animated form, the pacing was a lot better, so I really appreciate that. Uh, But also in JoJo news, uh, JoJoLens should be releasing in a couple of months, if I uh, read that tweet correctly, and I'm all for that as well. Uh, Big news, of course, everyone's already heard this, because your podcast actually got an update on time. But Hunter, Hunter is returning. And I am so ready to see what Togashi Sensei has brought back. I hope that man is in good health. He deserves the world. Um, I am just ready to see what else he has for us. Now, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Um, lots of cool things have been happening in Jujutsu Kaisen. As far as seeing... Um, Akutami Sensei's uh, Creativity when it comes to domain Expansions and abilities I have really enjoyed seeing that My eyes have gone cross-eyed almost as much as they have been While I've been doing my Hebrew homework (laughs) And by the time you read this I'll have had my first exam in the morning uh, Read this Uh, Listen to this I should say So, uh, If there's such a thing as uh, What's the word I'm looking for here Retroactive prayers I appreciate those (laughs) and maybe I just won't fail horribly thanks to your help of course uh, Maggachan ended that was a huge upsetting moment Uh, just it still stings now Mashal on the other hand has ramped up the craziness I've loved the introduction of the new uh, professor whose name escapes me right now Uh, she has been a hoot uh, to add to this cast of wacky people And even that little crocodile doll, what you call it, as jerky as he is, has still been fun. It's nice to see Lemon actually get to do something after so long. Uh, Dot and Lance have had a really great uh, team-up moment in these past couple of chapters. Uh, Finn got a chance to shine. I was so happy for him to see his growth after all this time. Loving Mashal. Keep up the good work. So ready for the anime to come out. Mm, Just feels good which then brings us to My Hero Academia. And you've heard a lot of discourse about this, I'm more than certain. Um, I would agree to a certain extent that it has gone downhill. As far as pacing, as far as character interactions and plot, My Hero Academia just doesn't feel like it normally does. And it's kind of felt that way, I was a little more positive then when i first read it but ever since like the stars and stripes uh fight which is a shame because i really like her but just quality of writing has gone down Uh, i think maybe something has happened uh excuse me to um horikoshi sensei as well it looks like he's had some bad health too so i want to wish him the best there uh, in prayer for his safety and health like as we've discussed multiple times over, uh, the manga industry sucks when it comes to protecting the people who produce it, who actually create it, I should say. Uh, but as far as my hero is concerned, this recent chapter with uh, Bakugo and uh, him dying and then Ed shot out of nowhere, which I, I kind of get. I did hear someone say, it's like, you know, he he did say something, I think, and... The Bakugo retrieval arc, where, or rescue arc, that's Sasuke, Uh, Bakugo rescue arc, where, like, he understood anatomy really well because he could fit so tightly in the spaces, and him becoming Bakugo's heart is still dumb. Like, I don't want Bakugo to die. I want him and Deku to become, like, the number one and number two hero together with Yoshoto there in the end. But this is just weird. And I'm. I'm not the biggest fan of how things have gone uh, when it comes uh, to these past couple of chapters. I mean, maybe they'll read better in a trade, and volume, uh, but right now, My Hero Academia has definitely dipped in quality. But what hasn't dipped in quality, and most likely never will, is One Piece. Now, unfortunately for a lot of people out there, no Yamato and the crew. Uh, to stayed behind, and that's that. But, as far as everything else is concerned, Wano ended spectacularly. Uh, The Luffy versus Kaido fights were insane. The revelation of the true origins of the gum-gum fruit, I appreciated. I saw... Initially, a lot of people were really upset with it. And, to be honest, I was, too, when I first heard the spoilers. But when I saw it in action, I went, that makes a lot of sense. I love it. It keeps the cartooniness... That uh, the very start of One Piece. That's one of the things Oda had said forever ago. like he made Luffy have you know rubber, uh, you know gum powers, because no matter how serious things got, there'd always be this wacky guy, you know, contorting his arms and legs and his body in ways that can't be done in like this rubbery cartoonish fashion. So it makes a lot of sense that the actual fruit can do cartoony things, and to an extent, actually, uh, seemingly warp reality around it, to an extent. uh, Not entirely sure how all that goes, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm looking forward to where they're going, now with Sabo right now, and did he murder this guy? Did he not? Really great. Which then brings us to Spy Family. Spy Family had an intense flashback arc for Lloyd, Original name unknown. Still, he. Oh man, it's just heartbreaking to see where he came from and how he ended up, and I'm enjoying everything about that uh, to see his growth. It's nice for Yor to get more focus as well, as she's meeting the Desmond's uh, wife, uh, Desmond's wife as part of a little you know social club there, and of course, the thing out of a good comedy is that you would cause certain things that one character would say to cause consequences for someone else without them meaning to. And her talking to her handler about the way Lloyd talked to uh, Desmond forever ago, how much he liked him, uh, sets off some warning flags there. The most recent chapter is some doctor who doesn't like Lloyd all that much and uh, calls in saying he's possibly a spy. Uh, I'm sure that'll get resolved fairly soon. It won't be that intense. But Anya, of course, is <laughs> that little chaos that we all love. Uh, the way that she's been handling this, actually being, in her own words, in war with her mother over who's going to win this plan to help uh, Lloyd bring world peace has been amazing. And her and Damien continue to be the cutest little, you know, uh, what's the trope, toy ship in the series. Just really loving spy family and I believe that's it for our manga discussion. So we're gonna move on to the actual discussion, which is my top 100 anime. Now, of course, I am not gonna spend five hours in one recording discussing my top 100 anime. What I am gonna do is I'm gonna go from 100 to 90. But before we do all that, we do have to establish some parameters uh, for how I made this decision, what was the criteria? what were the rules? So let's do that first. So uh, my first rule for all of this is that these must be completed in manga and or anime form. Uh, but it and I'll get to that uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there something else in a moment. So that means that I cannot put one piece on this list as much as I adore one piece, it is not finished and as far as reviewing a series goes you need to be able to see an ending in my opinion before you can say this is the greatest of all time this deserves you know i don't know 12th place or 7th place or what have you on someone's list because it's not finished so you don't see the totality of it all i mean as much as I brought up my hatred for the sequel trilogy, I did not uh, just out of hand say it's all going to be bad until I saw 7 through 9. And because of that, in my opinion, I now have a clearer viewpoint to say, okay, look, there's obviously no plan here. It's awful how this was written. The, the writers deserved better. They needed more time. The actors and actresses deserved a lot better in their treatment for their characters and the way they were handled. You know, I'm not going to go on a tangent about sequel trilogy. Again, I've done it enough. Uh, I despise it. That's all I'm going to say. But I do not despise you if you love it. I want to make that perfectly clear. I actually just made a friend here at the seminary who's a big fan of the sequel trilogy, and we've had a couple discussions on that. So, once again, don't hate you just because I hate it. Which also actually uh, brings up an idea I didn't have written down. Uh, If I don't have your favorite series on here... Don't assume. I hate it. But if I do bring up, like, hey, like, I think, um, uh, let's just say, well, it's not a completed series, so I wouldn't have it on the list anyways, but I'm not the biggest fan of Berserk. I'm very happy that um, it's being continued and that the, the readers who've been looking forward to it for many years uh, have you know, an opportunity to see it maybe potentially come to an end, but I've never really cared for Berserk. So that doesn't mean that I think you're an idiot if if just because I don't like Berserk. It just means we have a different opinion. We both saw the same thing and came with two different ideas about it. That's it. So our next rule. Uh, It can include this list of my top 100. can include seasons of a show, but not all of it. Now, I wrote this specifically for two series I have on this list that are way higher up on the list. That is, of course, Darker Than Black and The Promised Neverland. Now, the Promised Neverland season one is just about peak fiction. There, I do have several things in front of it on this list but because of just how wonderfully it's written, how tightly it's knitted, the character interactions are so amazing the world building is superb it deserves to be on the list so I, I felt terrible not having it on there but I couldn't have it there in good faith and say the second season is good and the rest of the manga is good as well. <laughs> so that's why i split it off into season one specifically season two is not on the list in the same way darker than black season one is on the list but darker than black season two is not all right uh, next part is that this can include parts of a show but separate them based on the part now this rule i shall be calling the jojo's bizarre adventure rule Because of course, like I had mentioned earlier, JoLynn's is showing up, so JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole is not finished. However, the parts are completely finished. So Part one is finished, part six is finished. Even though the anime is not completely finished, the manga is. So I'm going to include that on the list at some point in time. Uh, The other rule, kind of simple, I must have seen it all. I was trying to think exactly which which uh, anime I was thinking of was why I put this rule on there. I, I recall now it was um, it was Magi, which Magi is an amazing anime. I have uh, I had a hard time not putting it on this list, but the simple fact of the matter is I have not read all of the manga and has not all been adapted into an anime. So. Unfortunately, it's going to be in the honorable mentions, but it will not be part of the top 100 list. And the final rule I have, unless I think of something along the way, is that the series itself must have an anime adaptation. And unfortunately, I had to design this rule because my first spot would be 20th Century Boys if this included manga completed as well. It, Like I said, it pains me to say that, but it does not have an anime adaptation Ergo, I cannot put 20th Century Boys on my top 100 anime list. So that's it for the rules. Uh, So before we go from 100 to 90, we are going to discuss a couple of series that are honorable mentions for various reasons. Might be because they're not finished yet, or I just didn't think they had enough oomph to get into the top 100. Uh, But before that, you know, like I said, if I don't include one of yours on the list, please feel free to let us know. Uh, you can reach us at starvingwriterdale.com. You can talk to me on Twitter, send me a direct message there. Uh, that way you can say like, hey, you know I, I really enjoy X series like uh, why wasn't um, let's think of something off the top of our heads. Uh, why wasn't Naruto or Naruto shipping on your ultimate list there? And we can have that discussion because at one time it was, but it did get bumped off by something else. So, uh, back to the ones, our honorable mentions. So, of course, we're going to start with a certain magical index and a certain scientific railgun, we'll bring up Accelerator as well. Like I, uh, I mentioned before several episodes ago like how much I adore railgun, specifically, index is good too, but Misaka, Mikoto Misaka has become my top female character of all time when it comes to anime. Unfortunately, though, I think some of the light novels may actually be ending fairly soon. I'm not 100% on that, but the anime itself has not finished, so I cannot put it there. And even if they were finished in light novel form, I haven't read them, so I can't put them on the top 100 list at all. Even though that pains me immensely. Uh, the next up on this is not in no particular order, so don't think that you know this would have been 101, so on, so on, so forth. <clears throat> is uh, jojo adventures uh, jojo adventures jojo's bizarre adventure uh part three now this may come as a shock to all of you uh with has highly regarded as part three is specifically in the west Uh, it is actually my least favorite of the parts that have been released so far i'm talking parts one through eight and that's not because i hate it it's because we're talking about the worst of the best in my opinion uh Part three is the one that introduces Stan, so it's always gonna be iconic for that. I've always been appreciative of that part. But at the end of the day, uh, Araki just kind of meandered around for far too long. Uh, There's definitely a lot of chapters that could have been condensed. You know, instead of four or five, it could have been three Uh, when it came to some of these Stan users and their abilities. The toilet humor, uh, it's always been something that I've never liked as time went on uh especially even as a kid i never really liked that i just thought it was like not beneath me but just like so childish and part three relies on a lot of it and i just can't handle that it's not fun it's not funny uh as far as you know everything else i really love you know our core group in part three but It just didn't have that extra pizzazz to get it into the top 100 anime on my list especially since there are several other jojo parts in there i did bump it down a bit so there would be room for other things Uh, next up on the list is rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai i absolutely love this show the movie there are beautiful things but it's not finished Uh, at least as far as anime goes so, of course, it is not on the list. Uh, next up is uh, a bit of an oddball for what I had for consideration, but Genesis of Aquarion. I remember watching this when I had first been in college uh, over a decade ago, and it's just one of those I was expecting nothing out of it. It was just on Hulu and watched it, and I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. A little too much etchy for my taste, but at the end of the day, like it was really enjoyable. Uh, next up, uh, this was a major blow to me, uh, so... I know it's gonna kill a lot of you with how popular this one is, but Baccano is not on the list. But Durarara is, because if I recall correctly, the light novels are done, but not for Baccano. Baccano would definitely be in my top 20 if it were completely finished and I had read slash watched everything, which is a big bummer but it's just, uh, just how the criteria goes. Gotta follow the rules. <laughs> uh, next up is the Monogatari series. Now, I cheated with this one, so this also the Jojo slash Monogatari rule. Bakemonogatari is on this list at one point in time, to give some spoilers. But it's the only one out of the series because individually I don't like them as much as I do Bake Monogatari. and of course it itself is not done either but Bakemonogatari was, so I put it on the list because it was killing me not to. <laughs> uh, next up is Angel Beats. Um, I had considered it for a bit. I, I remember first watching it was like a 7 out of 10, maybe. And as time went on, I started appreciating it more. But it just didn't have, like I said, that extra oomph to get across uh, the top 100. Uh, next is Kaguya-sama. Love is War. Now... Of course because the manga is not done as Of this recording There's only a couple chapters left And I'm not caught up with it But while I think it's one of my top romances Unfortunately it can't make the list Next up is Assassination Classroom And we're going to include Naruto with that Just uh, the shonen stuff Uh, They're good But I just didn't think they were top 100 worthy There are some From Shonen Jump That are in the top 100 We'll get to those as they come along Uh, see after that uh, in the brief time that I was not recording I did catch up to the anime of Hajime no Ippo and let me tell you was expecting absolutely nothing from the series but it blew me away Ippo is such a dynamic character when it comes to his boxing I really really enjoy seeing his growth as time has gone on It's unfortunate not all of it is dubbed, but it was still good watching it subbed. And, of course, there are over a thousand chapters out, and I have not picked up a single one since I stopped the series, so it's just not on the list. I mentioned Magi earlier, so I'll skip over that. Uh, Next up, uh, Komi-san Can't Communicate, another one of my really favorite uh, romance anime that's been out in a couple of years, but it's not finished right now, so thus it does not get on the list. And another one that I am bummed is not on the list is One Punch Man. So, of course, One Punch Man is not finished, either in webcomic or drawn by Murata-sensei. So, cannot put it on the list, despite the fact that it would probably be in my top 25 at some point. Uh, so, that's that. Hunter Hunter, of course, same reason it's not finished. Love the series. It's so amazing. Chimera arc, best arc, but it's not finished. Uh, next one's probably, some of you may never have heard, but Young Blackjack. This is, of course, based on Blackjack, written by Osama Tezuka, one of the the father of manga in Japanese culture. This man is brilliant. Uh, he inspired my favorite mangaka, Naoki Urasawa. He of Monster and Billy Bat and 20th Century Boys fame. His man, just brilliant, you know, Astro Boy. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get to finish Phoenix. in certain other manga like that just the man had a talent and this was based off of his work it's an excellent series but it wasn't quite top 100 worthy Uh, see I've talked about One Piece the next one I was kind of torn on as well was Odd Taxi Um, I adored the first season thinking it was a complete anime however I have since learned that while it was an original anime so there is no source material to base things off of they are planning a season two, I believe. So because of that, I have put it off of the list. Now, if that changes, we learned that that's not quite as true as I thought it was. I may put it on there. It's probably not going to be anywhere near the top, but it could be on the list. Let's see, Dr. Stone I mentioned uh, earlier during a manga discussion. Now, uh, Ancient Megas Sprite, I believe, is something that I avoided for years. Thinking... Uh, I had heard someone talking about it and saying, oh, it's about this slave who ends up with this magical guy and they agree to be married. I'm like, wait, what? That sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds like every bad isekai I've been reading slash watching recently, where, of course, uh, it doesn't matter if you bought her as a slave. That means you did that because you truly loved her. And it's like, I hate that so much. I want it gone. I hate it. I hate it. I hate, it. I hate it. Ancient Megas Bride, however, gives, uh, what is her name, Chise? Chise Agency. It allows her to choose what she wants to do, where she wants to go. I mean, sure, she's still engaged to Elias, but it is her being there has caused him to grow, and you're like your Beauty and the Beast scenario there. Beauty and the Beast is not an example of Stockholm Syndrome, as many people would like you to believe. It is, in fact, an example of Lima Syndrome, <laughs> in which Cat Uh, Has feelings not necessarily romantic for their captor captor then learns from captain's feelings to Not do what they were planning to do and then becomes better for it as the Beast does in the movie It comes from uh, a siege in uh, Lima, Peru if I remember correctly It was at the Japanese embassy or something like that Stockholm syndrome is you are just with your captor, you feel pity and mercy and love for them, but they don't give it back to you. Which the Beast and lias definitely do for Belle and Chisei. So, obviously, I think the is not done as well, so all that to say, it is not on the list, unfortunately. As great as it turned out to be. Uh, next up is Terror and Resonance. Uh, it's only, like, what, 11 episodes? I think. But uh, the idea of, like, who is in control of the media? Who gets to decide to is evil? as a huge focus of the series. Love seeing this amazing idea you know, get played out in an efficient way. You know, how anyone could become an, a terrorist in the eyes of the proper or improper people saying that they are simply because they're in charge. Excellent series, but not top 100 worthy in my opinion. Next up is... One that may end up on the list, depending on how it ends, and I'm, of course, talking about something that is in our current anime season, which would make it the most recent one on the list. Uh, this is Licorice Recoil. Now, a couple of factors into this one are what may or may not bring it on the list um, could be uh, the fact that if it nails its ending. I'm really hoping it does, because it's been amazing. and. I've really enjoyed uh, uh, Chisato and Takina's friendship. Love them working together. I mean, they're just really great pals, and it's nice to have that solid female friendship in a way that's not. So, um, what I'm looking for, uh, not what is the word? I am looking for. No, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not sexualized. It's not it's supposed to be tantalizing. It's just two characters who happen to be female working together. And we need more of that in anime because Shipper's gonna ship. Uh, Whether it's boy-boy, boy-girl, you know, girl-girl. All this time, it just gets annoying after a while. Why can't people just be friends? Now, if they end up as a couple later on that may kind of kill my love for it. Because again, I see them a lot better as friends. It's that inner Shipper part of me that denies that. so, anti shipping goggles are what I have on. <laughs> so, if it nails its landing, if it sticks it, uh, Lika Recoil may end up on a list. And if anything changes on the list, I'll let you know. Like, I'll still just go through what I had in place. But I'll mention, like, hey, you know, uh, Blank was on level, I don't know, 58, and now Blank has replaced it. So, that's it for that. Uh, we have next up, we have three more uh, Tower of God. Now, of course, Tower of God, splendid manhwa. is nowhere close to being finished. Anime was amazing. Go check it out. Season 2 coming soon. Uh, next up is Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was one of those series that when I was a boy you know, growing up, it's like, uh, well, I can't let people know I would like this because I'm a guy, and therefore they make fun of me if they know I like it. Turns out that was a very fairly common thing to happen around that Toonami age, <laughs> growing up in the 90s, with a lot of young boys just thinking, oh, I can't like girly stuff. Sailor Moon is amazing. However, it is finished, but it dipped in quality a lot at the very end, and I just couldn't justify putting it on the list. There are plenty of other magical girl shows on there uh, in its place. And last, uh, also fairly recent, is Akudama Drive. Anime original, if I remember correctly, Uh, tells its own unique story of opposing cities in post apocalyptic Japan. Uh, Excellent story. No one really gets a name. It's all there are known by designations. I love Akadama Drive, but it just didn't make the. And that concludes our honorable mentions, which brings us into the actual list from our top 100. We're going from 100 to. uh, Actually, I should say 91. Yeah. That would make a lot more sense if I did that. So, our top 100, the first number 100 is Pokemon. <laughs> now, you say Christian Pokemon isn't close to being finished. You know what I mean. That there's a reason it's a top 100. I suppose I should say, like, the seasons when Ash was in Kanto, but I'm putting it there on there as a whole just because of what pokemon represents to me and i've kind of put it in 100 is like uh to an extent it's always going to remain there like maybe something comes along the way and replaces one of the other anime uh let's just say my number 99 will become my 101 because pokemon will always stay at 100 and this is based purely on nostalgia <clears throat> Pokemon meant everything to me as a kid, just playing the games, interacting with friends, um, just being like, hey, like, I got my Charizard to this level in red and blue. And you know, Did you hear that they're making a sequel to it? It's going to be like uh, uh, gold and silver and crystal, and then there were Gen 3 and Gen 4 and things went on. But as far as the anime is concerned, I love just this pure nostalgia and maybe that shouldn't factor into a list, but I, I can't be a hundred percent unbiased in my making this list anyways. So I might as well just get that out of the way as soon as possible <laughs> when it comes to this list and, uh, and Pokemon. <clears throat> I remember I was not allowed at the time to watch it just like most anime coming out then. Um, So I would sneak and watch it. Uh, I would, you know, go into certain rooms where no one else would be around, put the volume down real low. I remember specifically uh, the episode with uh, the Prime Ape and everything that went on with that being one that I saw kind of frequently. Uh, In that time, it was always such a joy just to see, you know, which Pokemon was coming up next? Uh, to see Ash fail to use his Metapod against <laughs> another Metapod user. Uh, and of course the innuendos went over my head as a kid. <clears throat> and I don't think they intended that anyways. It's mostly just people ruining everything. But to see him go through uh, the Pokemon League and you know, Krabby evolving into Kingler. With just so many of these, these hype moments that just... Made it so beautiful seeing poor little Charmander like almost die because his flame was going out, and to see you know Pikachu do what he would eventually do several times over and somehow win in the rock gym, (laughs) even though everything in there was also part ground type. It's just a beautiful part of my childhood of just becoming a young little weeb. So, Pokemon is probably going to remain there as my top 100 anime pick. So that then brings us to my number 99 uh, top anime of all time, which is Lucky Star. Now, you will not find something more different on my list than a couple of other options here, but let me sell you on this one. Lucky Star, I remember growing up uh, in the early, it's going to be late, 2000s, seeing a bunch of people just raving on this show, saying it's amazing i saw some of the fan art i saw some of the the recreations of the dance i heard the the theme uh the op uh multiple times over and it's just like i want nothing to do with yeah i've never really been much of a life of life guy to begin with but especially then i was very anti anything that wasn't shown in or uh even some seinen that didn't really want to get into, into all that but Uh, about a year ago well actually a little less than that i got into lucky star it was just i think i hit a random anime uh button and it landed on there so i said sure why not and i was blown away at just how meta and fun it was it's made for and enjoyed by anime fans so no wonder when it first came out forever ago, people loved it now it hasn't aged particularly well I mean I, I, there's a reason it's in my top 100 uh, to begin with but you know so many jokes don't land as well like obviously cultural references change over time mm-hmm. so you're not always going to get them I mean that's just true with any form of media that mentions mm-hmm. something so near its own time but Lucky Star is such a peer is the wrong word but it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for here not, it doesn't mean well, it's genuine, would be the word I would use, for its love of anime and manga and otaku and all that, so I really enjoy Lucky Star. It is my number 99, which will then bring us to my number 98, which is Vivi, Fleurite Eyes Song. This is one of our most uh, recent anime on this list. Now, uh, Vivi uh, takes place in A couple decades from now, if I remember correctly, humanity has uh, built robots that can look like humans, perform different tasks, and unfortunately, as they always do, they end up rebelling Terminator style. And our titular Vivi is instructed in the past, uh, being uh, one of these robots uh, androids herself, in ways that can help them uh, stop the future from happening. We see her over many decades of time, uh, not grow physically, but mentally. As like, a, what is a heart? What is love? What are all these things that I should not understand because I have been programmed to, but over time, I will. And you get wacky characters like Matsumoto. Uh, I think that's the little cube robot who's also named after the scientist. And I learn how they're all tied in together you know we deal with paradoxes we deal with you know time travel shenanigans you know free will do you know a robot sapient or are they just sentient all these wonderful things it's a great series but overall i was kind of a little miffed at the ending um really wish things had gone in a different direction a little tighter writing there so that's vivi's fluorite eyes song uh, for number 98 Now we're on to 97, which is the Ultraman. Not the most recent one from Netflix, which is not finished. But the one from 1979, made with Sunrise Productions at the same time as the original mobile suit Gundam. Uh, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, when I was first starting to do this podcast... There were a couple of episodes when I mentioned I was watching the show because I was going through the Ultra series and it was next in line. And at the time, I wasn't that high on it. But now that I've had you know more time to reflect, uh, think about what it meant, all these wonderful things, I realized how much I really enjoyed it. Because it could do things in an animated form that you just can't on live TV, especially with the special effects at the time. And even as I'm watching Ultraman Decker right now, which, by the way, is amazing, and you should watch it, had a really great crossover episode uh, <clears throat> for our last Ultra, who just showed up. Very amazing. But you just can get away with doing an animation because you don't have to put someone in a suit and have them perform something that is you know, just impossible without killing the person inside the suit. Uh, you can have Ultraman work in a more fluid way Uh, even with you know your cheaper 70s animation at times it's just remarkable in that sense so i really enjoyed it so i would definitely recommend checking that out we're moving on to 96 which is the big o i first saw the show around the same time as um uh, your gundam wings and um uh, Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon, and Pokemon, all those shows, they kind of lumped together in like you know, the perfect afternoon for a kid like me uh, when I could get away with watching it at the time. But I didn't really watch it that much then, so whenever I did, I was always left massively confused until I first watched it totally my freshman year of college uh, in 2009, and I was left totally confused. <laughs> Because the big O is many things, one of which is confusing. And unfortunately, I did not get the third season it needed to help, you know, finish things out. That's why it's ranked as lowly as it is on my top 100 list, although I do adore it. Uh, Roger Smith is, I mean, he's Batman, pretty much, in a mech suit. He's an excellent character. Going through his journey, Is like, are my memories real? Uh, Is it who I make myself that matters? You get Dorothy Wainwright um, learning how to be human, Well, while she is an android herself. You get Angel, you get, uh, what was it, Schwarzwald. Uh, You get, uh, who's our joker in this silly? It's like, was it Alan something, or am I misremembering things? But you get all these wonderful things that bring together a bit of a mind screw at the end. And unfortunately, because of that, there's a reason why it's not ranked as highly as everything else. So that is number 96, the big O. So, our next series will be Helsing Ultimate. Now, Helsing, you'll find on a lot of people's top 10, I've noticed so far. Um, I don't love it that much, but uh, sorry, I had to refrain from using the word ultimately there. Did not mean that as a pun. But in the end, I do enjoy it. Um, it's not the deepest thing in the world you don't need to have your brain on for most of it i'm not saying it's dumb i'm not saying you don't have to think at all but it's like a shut your mind off enjoy this vampire massacring vampires and ghouls and nazis and you know who doesn't enjoy just seeing nazis get ripped to shreds it's just a wonderful thing (laughs) it's a a lovely gift god has given us and the fact that he created the ultimate villain in uh nazis so that one day we could always have media to where we don't have to feel bad when we see them die (laughs) and of course helting helting helsing ultimate offers that in droves now uh the ultimate reason god dang it no i'm keeping it in who cares we're doing it live uh the ultimate reason i have it on my list even though there's some things I don't care for, and yet there's a little too much ultra-violence and gore uh, for my taste. Uh, not too much etchy, but enough to be noticeable. <clears throat> but actually the reason it's on this list is because of my love for the Abridged series. Now, once again, I am not impartial in this list making. Uh, I can't divorce myself from my thoughts, so if you feel like it shouldn't be on the list simply because I love the Abridged series too, well, that's your opinion, man. <laughs> but I do have an intense love for it because I just saw Team Four Star growing over the years as writers. Um, they have provided me so much joy in seeing this around every Halloween, I think was when they released it, <clears throat> if I remember correctly. It was just amazing because that was my actual introduction. I, I knew it existed, but I'd never watched it before. And then I watched the series proper uh, when it ran on Toonami a couple years ago. But it's just, it's what you want. You wanna see a vampire massacre a bunch of vampires and Nazis, Hellsing Ultimate is for you. It's pretty dang good. So that's it for my number 95. And that will bring us to number 94, which would be Astra Lost in Space. What an interesting series! I love the way we're in this, this future realm. <clears throat> uh, you get all these kids that's um, kind of a, a yeah, lost in space. Robinson Crusoe. Um, what's the other one I'm looking thinking of here? Uh, it's not quite to this level. Lord of the Flies. Not not quite there, but you get what I'm saying. You know, There's are cast off in the mist of nowhere. Uh, they're on their own left to their own defenses it's just uh let's see it was like six seven eight of them on the ship at once and just them uh dealing with the issue of like no one knows where they are this portal just sent us here out of nowhere this wormhole uh how do we get back home how do we let our parents know we're still alive do we want our parents to know we're alive because uh we're all dealing with our own separate issues here of dealing with sexuality dealing with uh, you know growing up dealing with all the pressures being for, uh, forced upon you because of your parents prestige Astro lost in space was just one of those i just watched it to watched it and i ended up enjoying it immensely by the end of the show such an excellent series well worth the watch so i would really like if you guys uh, just number one i would also like to hear your top uh, it doesn't have to be Top 100. I spend a lot of time on this. If you have it, you have it. Send it my way. I'd love to read them. Whether it be uh, through Twitter, you send it to our website, what have you. But please, just like stop exploring some of these series. They're so amazing. They're well worth your time. I wouldn't put them on this list if I thought they were back. Which then lets us on to number 93, which is another. This was... There it went again almost using another pun saying this is another series. Uh, this was another series on Hulu that I just kind of pressed on and, and I just saw what it was about. And had no preconceptions about it other than it looked kind of slightly gothic. Which ended up being fairly true to an extent. But another takes place at uh, this middle school where, this, uh, of course, there's a new transfer student that comes in. And he's getting acquainted, but there's this one girl everyone ignores in that class. So he wonders what's going on about it. He tries to ask him about her, but they're giving him a cold shoulder about it. It seems like they want to pretend like she doesn't exist. So eventually he ends up finding her and confronts her, thinking that she's a ghost of some sort. But nope, she is an actual human. But as a result of a curse, the classroom believes that if they're over this amount of students every single one of them will die until they find the fake one amongst them. Which, of course, they think couldn't be him because he just got there. And with the numbers they had before, they thought it was this girl. Uh, was her name May Saki or something like that? And it uh, goes through, you know, how she's been dealt with in the past, how this is dealing with... Uh, she's dealing with everything in the present. It's a great series. Uh, the horror elements kind of fail near the end, Not as, not, not as... Tight a story as I would have liked um, overall. That's why it's as low on the list as it is, despite the way I love it. And there's not too many great uh, anime, you know, uh, horror anime out there, unfortunately. I mean, Higurashi's fine. It's not on the list. But you know, I would really like it if there were a lot more. And another does kind of, you know, it feels a little bit of a niche. But not enough to where I would say it's like a top 100 or anything. What, Top ten horror anime out there. I mean, if anything, Helsing is better horror than that, but it's more action focused, so you kind of lose a little bit of that in the end. But another is pretty dang solid. Some great growth with their characters. Um, the mystery—it's—it's uh, it's really cool. To figure out okay well who is this extra person uh do we have to kill them is there any way to get rid of this curse without doing something like that the, the classmates who die along the way what happened with them is it going to happen to us too um <clears throat> just super fun super interesting i would recommend another for all of you to enjoy on to number 92 which is another oddball on here cromarty high school (laughs) now some of you are scratching your heads going what the hell is cromarty high school well let me answer your questions as best i can Uh (laughs) normally i don't like absurdist humor uh it just kind of falls flat to me it just feels like sometimes it's too stoner humor just uh, all random But this has a little bit of randomness to it, but there always feels like there's a punchline in mind. It always feels like you're going to laugh, maybe not at the first joke, maybe not the second, but the third or fourth, they'll get you there along the way. So what is Cromarty High School? Essentially, it's the school school for tough guys, uh, you know, who have caused problems at their old uh, high schools, I think, I think this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the title, Christian. <laughs> uh, at this high school, uh, some, you know, look like they're in the Yakuza. They're just, they just look like thugs for the most part. Well, our main character gets there. We don't know why. I think it's actually revealed in the manga, but not the anime, why he's sent this way. But uh, Kamiyama is a weak and a wimpling. Uh, a wimpling. <laughs> weak, and a wimp. But because of shenanigans that happen, a part of the comedy is that people think he's a bigger badass than he actually is. And it's all this really dynamic group of goofballs who all have different quirks. I mean, sometimes the jokes do run themselves in the ground a little bit. You know, there's one character whose big thing is that he's always uh, uh, whenever he travels, he's he just suffers from motion sickness, and he's always afraid of someone finding that out. But even that will get you some laughs every now and then, because, like, he'll say, "My name is Motion Sickness" instead of his actual name, because of how much he keeps screwing up his inner monologue. <laughs> and then, of course, you have uh, somehow Freddie Mercury is there. He's not called Freddie Mercury; he's just called Freddie. But he's just around, and he certainly looks like the guy from Queen. <laughs> he never says anything, and there's also a gorilla who's just out and about, who's a classmate, and it just it's just normal that he should be there. Why would you ever question that? Just like the giant robot uh, named Mekazawa, who, of course, is a regular human person and not a robot. Who would ever think that? It's so weird. <laughs> I have a lot of nostalgia based on this, too, because this series was shared with me uh, by an old friend when we were in college together, and just checking it out. Uh, like, I would introduce him to the show, like we would watch like two or three episodes of my show that I had brought, like, so I brought like now and then, here and there, go and log on, stuff like that. And he introduced me to Cromarty High School. <laughs> and I was just like, what the heck have you gotten me into? <laughs> but as time went on, he was just like, oh, wow, this is so much fun. It's not taking itself seriously, but it also maintains consistency with its joke structure. It is such a fun show. Give it a watch. It's not that many episodes long. They're fairly short. Cromartie High School deserves its spot on my top 100 at 92. Which brings us to our final one for this episode. This being a part of the Mazinger series. Its sequel, Great Mazinger. Now, Mazinger Z will be higher up on this list not to give things away. But, Great Mazinger was very formative to me. I've, over time, been slowly going through every mecha series that's been released uh, in chronological order. Uh, I am now in the midst of the Brave series, which was made in the 90s, so I'm about 20 or so years removed from this. But the Great Mazinger series is a tremendous follow-up to Mazinger Z Uh, after the way that ended of course you had to figure out who are these new people Uh, what are they gonna be doing uh, after everything that uh, Koji and Sayaka have done and you start asking questions like are they worthy successors this are Tetsuya and June are they gonna match up to uh, Koji and Sayaka and I would argue ultimately not as much but they are fine in their own right especially without uh when great mazinger came out or mazinger mazinga how the heck you want to pronounce it i'll switch it up every single time i say it mazinger (laughs) uh with the character of june is that at the time in japan what she was was taboo to talk about and you ask well what was she well To their eyes, she was a mongrel because she was the daughter of, uh, I think it was a Japanese man and an African-American woman. I'm not 100%. I have to recheck everything. It's been over a couple years since I've watched the show. But to have a mixed race character in the 70s was a huge deal. It, It taught about the importance of adoption how adopted children were just as um uh what's the word i'm looking for here in the midst of they were just as uh, valid as you know, people from blood relations and to have uh that was you know tetsuya's whole deal was like uh, i've been adopted by dr kabuto and i'm never going to measure up to koji i'm just a loser compared to him i've got to own up and be better than him to see be seen as a real son in my father's eyes. Well, of course, uh, Dr. Kabatua always looked at him as a son, but Japanese culture being was at a time, like, in their eyes, you could never be greater than an actual child formed from a marriage relationship. And then you have June as well, In the way she was being uh, handled in the midst of this is, like, a mixed-race child. I mean, especially having her be African-American. It's not even, like, you would occasionally have characters who had either been to america or like were half american maybe half european so they would be half japanese half white that was seen as a little bit more acceptable in the japanese people's eyes so of course having someone be half african-american was tremendous to opening up the eyes of a lot of young kids and a lot of parents at the times like oh this is okay i see this person being heroic I see this young woman like rising up to the challenge and saving people. Well, maybe I should rethink about a couple of things I have said in the past, I have thoughts I've had in the past. And it's one of the great things the great Mazinger did. Uh, We'll see over time in Japan, people will credit this show as being the reason why they were no longer as racist in the way they thought as they had before seeing it. So. Uh, partly because of its historical importance, partly because of how much I just enjoy uh, mecha shows. It's a fitting follow up to Mazinger Z. Uh, I don't have UFO Robo Grindizer on this list. So I probably should have had that in the honorable uh, mentions. But I just it kind of falls flat compared to Great Mazinger and Mazinger Z. And a lot of the other mecha shows I have on this list, of which there are a ton. <laughs> but Great Mazinger is definitely worth it. That is my number 91 out of 100. Next time we're on, when it comes to our anime list, we'll be going from 90 to 81. And boy, what a list it is. I'm so forward, looking forward to see everything else that comes this way. I'm so glad to be able to record again when I have the time. This has been a lot of fun. I've had to relearn everything. Once again, I'm sorry if that noise is in the background. There's very little I can do about it. Uh, And thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support. And if you would like to continue supporting us, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast of choice, uh, provider of choice. It really helps us. The algorithm has helped along. Even in the midst of this, I have had several people download and listen to the show. I'm so grateful for all of you for sticking it out with me. You've been a pleasure. Uh, interacting with the few who have. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. We already started the Writers Guild podcast there. Uh, i get occasionally post with the anime I'm watching at the time. Um, going in depth on some of that. I get some interactions there. Not as much as I would like, so I'd really like if you guys join in as well. It's a lot of fun doing that. Getting word out about the show. So amazing. I do believe that's about all I have to say about that. So until next time, see ya.